Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. One of the fun things about being in the world of marketing is you get to meet other people who, well, technically do what you do, but they do it in a different way. So our goal here at Top Advisor Marketing is to always make it so that you have the opportunity to learn from great thought leaders. It might not be Kirk, it might not be myself, and it might not be the, you know, the 20-year-old down the street who's really good at Instagram. But today, I asked our guest, his name is Jeff Woodhouse. He's a marketing consultant and co-owner of The Digital Sherpa. I asked him to be on the podcast because I follow an advisor that he writes the posts for. And I called the advisor and I said, who's doing this great work for you? And she's like, oh, it's this guy named Jeff. But like, I totally got to get him on the show. So Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be here. All right. Let's talk about your journey, because when we talked previously, I thought it was really interesting how you've gotten to where you are today. And then we're going to talk about technique and some tips and tricks. But let's start off by just giving us a little bit of history about how you became this really darn good social media writer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it all started with a Craigslist ad, actually. So I am based out of Maryland, an advisor here, my founding member. Uh, he started as a marketing person for him. He answered a Craigslist ad. A few other advisors that kind of shared the office space with him really liked the work that he was doing, asked him to do the same thing for them. The light bulb went on. We work with a very specific broker dealer, uh, Ameriprise Financial. Uh, as you know, the, the advisor that you mentioned is from Ameriprise. So we really just started serving those Ameriprise advisors, that specific broker dealer. And I came in about a year after that, was able to leave my nine to five about five years ago and make this my full-time thing. We grew, as I came in, we essentially grew from one, two, three, four, five advisors to about a hundred practices that we were serving at Ameriprise over the course of, of that time frame. We grew very fast and we were essentially a, a full service marketing arm, outsourced marketing arm for all of those practices. So where did you learn about this though, dude? I mean, there, one of the things that's really amazing about these social media posts, everybody, is, is the voice. It sounds like you're talking directly to me in a way that makes me want to engage with the posts. Where in God's name did you learn that? Great question. So I would honestly say really just through practice, through serving these practices. And I will say that these are a lot of the top producing practices at Ameriprise. Specifically, we've worked with all of the high-end representatives, if that makes sense, and through working directly with them, kind of cultivating. I, you have to think over our time of working with 100 practices, we've really been able to tune in to all of those different top producing advisors, all of their voices, 
as well as our own personal experience with uh, social media and just understanding content creation and copywriting. There, is, there has been a lot of research and development on that side, but really just the, the combination of having the experience of working with all those different advisors and then our own personal, really just research and development of what works on social media. Something that I have found in my many years of working through messaging for advisors or working with top producers as a coach and a consultant, that is their skill. Their ability to communicate effectively and utilizing their personal voice and personality to connect with people is what makes them amazing producers. Yeah. Do they have a good financial planning practice? Yes. Do they have a great team? Are they good at picking stocks? Whatever. Sure. All of that's a given. But what goes from a good to a great advisor is that level of personality. Now, through your discovery process, when you meet with a new client, would you mind sharing some of the questions that you ask in order to make sure that you're posting the stuff that they're going to get the greatest value out of? So we do a lot of niche targeting. I think that is one of our biggest kind of understandings of advisors of who, who really is their dream client, who do they love working with. And we try to craft a voice in a way that it's almost like a magnet, if you want to think of it in that way, that you're really trying to draw in and attract those specific niche audiences. So I would say authenticity, which you just touched on a little bit, as well as understanding who exactly are the people that we're speaking to and crafting our voice in that way that yes, of course, we're speaking to a, a large general audience, but really we want to hone in on a very specific niche or target ideal client. Do you ever get pushback on that, brother? Do you ever get pushback from your advisor clients that say, I don't want a niche or niche because it's limiting? Yes, I, I would say so. And my, my response to that, of course, there's, there's tons of phrases out there, you know, the riches are in the niches. However, if you're trying to go and be everything to everybody, then you're not going to do anything well. But if you can craft out your little target space and really become the thought leader, the expert, have a framework that works specifically to that audience, then it's, it really, the business is just going to flow to you thinking again, going back to that magnet, you, you really are just going to attract those people because you genuinely are that expert for them. And if you put yourself in the shoes of the consumer, who are they going to go with? Are they going to go with the brain surgeon that knows specifically what they need? Or are they going to go to that general practitioner that kind of does everything for everybody? Yeah, dude, I don't want my GP to be doing brain surgery, man. That'd be terrifying. Exactly. So Jessica, who's one of our social media team leads here, and I just did a webinar. It was basically called, you know, how to write a social media post that gets clicks. And uh, we talked about the, the perfect formula of what needs to be in the posts. And you have that formula. You abide by this. When you're posting, what sort of tips and tricks do you use when writing to make it so that the audience feels the way that I said that I felt when I was reading your social media posts, which was that you were talking directly to me. Do you guys, is there a formula? Are there some key tips and tricks that you could share with our audience? So a formula. So first things first is you have to be sharing a really compelling piece of content. 
that is really your first step is really leaning on the writer of the article that you're sharing, the piece of content that you are bringing to the table and leaning on their expertise in a way of it's actually an article that's very compelling to you. And especially because you are an expert, right? You're a financial advisor, you know what is good. You have the ability to find an article that is going to play into that, right? And then it, it makes it a lot easier because you're actually just leveraging content that's already been created and curated and is very good. And then your hard part is only putting your spin on that, say two, three, maximum four sentences. We know attention spans are pretty low. So you really just want to kind of short and sweet, really hit hard in terms of what your perspective of that particular article may be. And this is really focused on like a thought leadership type of post, right? That is a really good tip is find a very good piece of content to leverage and then give a short and sweet and powerful perspective of it. Now for other pieces of content outside of thought leadership, I would say really just being human and authentic. And we'll talk more about authenticity. I, I think that is the most fundamental aspect of what your social media voice you want it to be is you really want to be human, be authentic. And last thing I'll say is keep in mind that you want to make it understandable to the layman. Don't want to be too technical. Don't want it to go over anyone's head. You want to make your perspective, share your perspective in a way that it's going to uh, apply to everyone. Everyone will be able to understand it. That's funny and true because it goes against how some advisors think about their niche. You're talking about writing in a way that's easily consumable. We covered this in our webinar too. It's very easily consumable. So research shows that you're supposed to be writing at at about a middle school level. Now, that doesn't mean that you're dumbing down the content. You're just making the language so that it's easy to read because you're absolutely right. Man, people are lazy. They're scrolling through stuff. And if if something catches their eyes, they want to immediately be able to consume it and go from there. You want it to be digestible, easily digestible. You want them to be able to go through that news feed and see it, like it. You want it to hit them, right? You want it to be powerful, but you also want, again, want it to be digestible. Let's talk about calls to action. That was another piece that I really liked about how you write. Not every post has a CTA, but where did you get the idea of the calls to action that you use? Because they're very warm. I think if you are, number one, frequency is huge. So this is not, your audience will totally tune you out if you are calling to action. We really try to aim for about one per month, maybe, maybe two. It also kind of depends on what's happening in the world, right? What's happening in the world of finance, different times call for different levels of frequency. So frequency, first thing to think about, don't want to do it too often. And then after that, you don't want to be overly salesy, not overly pitchy. You really want to make it about your audience more so than it is about you. You don't want to tell them what you can do for them. Well, you you do want to tell them what you can do for them, but you don't want to make it about you. It's really all about them. That is really what makes a great call to action is when the person feels like it's something that is of value to them that's helping them versus them helping you. There's a science to that, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Well, you've mastered that science and uh, you've also mastered the art of that. Well, thank you. 
You're welcome, man. I, I love the other focused. So many advisors, especially when you're an expert and you really, really know your stuff, you want to show people your expertise. So you're going to lean towards using more I and me statements. You guys don't do that at all. And you do that other focused sort of post, which I believe, again, is this is that whole secret sauce, everybody. The reason why I really wanted to have Jeff on the show was to show you all of the things that go into just an unbelievably powerful social media post. As you know, Jeff is answering all of these questions, you can see that there's so much thought that goes into it. The psychology is so interesting of it, really. Yeah, that's the stuff that really gets my juices flowing just kind of thinking about the, the marketing psychology. I call it marketing telepathy, right? Knowing what your audience is thinking before they do and addressing that pain point in your content. You also use images. So let's talk a little bit about the images. One, where do you find them and how do you pair the images with the content specifically? In... Ameriprise specifically, you actually cannot share third-party images from a compliance perspective. And compliance, as we know, has to color everything that we do. So we actually create our images, craft our images custom in Canva, which is a very user-friendly tool. A lot of people are intimidated by graphic design, myself included, but Canva makes it very, very easy to craft these images. And we're doing really the same type of philosophy with the image of short, sweet, power-packed, summarizing the article, very easy to digest, and at the same time, making it attractive, right? Drawing people in with the image. You want it to, to look cool, right? And you want the, the text to kind of jump off of the page. We have brought up Canva before, in our podcast, because if you guys don't use that as a tool, you're really missing out from one of the easiest graphic design programs that I believe has ever been built. It's so powerful, drag and drop, lots of templates. It's absolutely magnificent. It's amazing. It makes it so easy to put out professional style graphics. And I'm not going to say there isn't a learning curve, of course. However, to get from point A to point B of being able to put out something that looks great, it really is, there, there's nothing else like it in the market. If you were going to give a marketing assistant a piece of advice that would help them become successful in writing posts for the owner of the business or for their chief marketing officer, what sort of tips and tricks would you want to pass on to them that you learned early on that made you as successful as you are today? So I would say first thing is first is actually understanding the voice of the practice. What is the ethos of the practice? Our content, we have to make it general because we're serving a lot of advisors, right? If, if I could do one thing, if I could change one thing about our service, it would be this of understanding each individual practices ethos what how do they work what do they do day to day in their financial planning and how can i build that into my content strategy so i call them branding flag posts for me what are my branding flag posts so i'm recently married i'm a new dad right so family is one i'm really into fitness and outdoors and and activity so 
exercise and, and wellness is a branding flag post for me. And then entrepreneurship, digital marketing, marketing psychology, right? Business ownership. Those are kind of my things that I build my content strategy around those branding flag posts. And it makes your job so much easier because you have in your mind these ideas of, okay, these are the things that I'm, of course, not every single post is going to fall into one of those flag posts, but it gives you guiding principles when you're crafting your content strategy. So if there was one big tip right at the start, start there, and then it makes everything else so much easier. Who do you follow? Where are you getting the most up-to-date information when it comes to what's working in social media and what's not? So I have a mentor that I work with. It's a great company. They're called Traffic and Funnels. They are not specific to financial planning. However, they give me the other side, which is digital marketing, digital branding, what's working in the marketplace. Really great company. Taylor and Chris are the, the partners over there. They're, they're amazing. Now, as far as the financial planning side, there are a ton of, of thought leaders in the space, of course, throwing out competitors, right? But happy to, happy to do it. So one of the competitors I follow is Caster Abbott. Their whole thing is webinars. That's like their big traffic driving pitch. And then as far as content goes, I, I've been checking out that Snappy Kraken company that, that you had mentioned to me. And those are on the digital marketing side, traffic and funnels. They're the best in the industry, if you ask me. On the financial planning side, those are kind of the competitors that I keep an eye on. We really like the social media examiner. That's another one of those tools that you all can follow. But the people that Jeff just recommended, follow them on social, see what they're posting, see what they're providing as resources to their audience. Because a lot of times what's working for the B2B communication is also wildly effective in the B2C. You know, I, I do prepare for these pretty often. You know, I'm looking at websites and all of those sorts of stuff that have your content. But what questions should I have asked you? What did I miss that you think our audience would find great value in? So we talked all about branding, right? We talked all about content strategy. If there was one thing I would point to, it would be actual marketing and outreach. That is our other specialty per se. We focus on LinkedIn for this, primarily because of compliance reasons. This is the kind of path of least resistance, I would say, with compliance is direct messaging on LinkedIn. So that is kind of the other side of our house, of our business that we didn't talk much about. And what would I say in that regard? So really niche targeting, back to that. I can't drum that enough. There's so much noise on LinkedIn right now. Anybody that is an active user, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about as far as the messages that are coming through very consistently. So how do you break through that noise? How do you cut through? You have to have a message. Again, marketing telepathy, right? You have to speak directly to your target audience, which means you need to have a niche and you need to have a messaging strategy that is crafted right to that niche or quite frankly, it, it's not going to work. On LinkedIn specifically, are there any hints that you would want to give our audience where they should go 
are groups effective? Let's let's talk about that the the marketing side of what you do. We've got time, so let's let's dive in there if you don't mind. LinkedIn is amazing because of the filters, right? So when we're talking about niche targeting, the tools are built into the platform to literally make it very simple for you to hone in on very, very targeted audiences. Essentially what you need to do from there is to take like a financial wellness perspective. We focus a lot on employers just because it makes it very easy to craft messaging that can speak directly to their specific situation. I compare it to monitoring a stock. An employer, a niche that you're focusing on, you almost want to monitor that employer and what's happening in their world, just like you would monitor a stock. And what you do is you build your niche audience with that particular employer that you have an interest in. And as you monitor that stock, as things change with the employer, there are obvious things, right? Like their benefit package. I know your enrollment date is coming up on October 1st. So it's a great time to have a benefits review. Super easy example. But something like a buyout, a merger, an early retirement offer, if you have already done the work of cultivating that lead list, that prospect list, you're connected with a large audience at that employer, you are in pole position when that decision driving action happens and you're also monitoring it so you know what's happening with this audience, you're in that pole position, you have a direct line of communication. So when we're doing cold outreach, more than likely, not everyone's going to have an immediate need. It's just unrealistic to expect every single person you reach out to is going to have an immediate financial planning need. However, when you know this type of situation is occurring, then they do have a need. You know they have a need. You're in position to, I don't want to say capitalize on that need, but from a marketing perspective, you're in that position to reach out to them and have that conversation. There was a great cartoon when my kids were growing up. It was called... uh robots. And the owner of the robot company, which would be kind of like Jeff Bezos now, he said, you know, see a need and fill a need. When you have one of your niche or niche verticals that is going through something major, in fact, we just had an advisor in Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee, Madison area, and Harley Davidson had just laid off a whole bunch of people, did some planned buyouts actually. And he had already positioned himself with Harley and used a very similar sort of LinkedIn search to connect with all of these Harley people. He's now known as the guy that you go to when you get a freaking buyout from Harley. That is the power of niche marketing. That is the power of making sure that you're clear and direct and unapologetic. He was not apologetic about helping them. He wasn't like, well, you know, I can, I kind of help you. No, you are the people I work with. You are going through this right now. You and see, I'm using you, not I, like I'm the perfect guy. You're going through this. You need assistance bam, then you have a good call to action. I'm going to do a little bit of summary here, Jeff, if you don't mind, and then I'm going to ask you the final question, then we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. Make sure that you have the vertical, right? That's wildly important. Make sure that you know what your niche is so that you can focus on them directly. And piggybacking on that, make sure that you lay your foundation with them first before that moment of truth comes, if that makes sense. It does. You want to have that foundation in place. 
And your whole foundation needs to be everything in that social media tool, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, your profile has to scream that you work with those people. That's wildly important. Number two, use focused words that are you, yours, or we don't use I and me. Next, don't overcall to action. I love, Jeff, that you pointed that out. And I think a lot of advisors coming up through the world of insurance and through the old sales process thinks that they need to have a call to action on absolutely every post, but you don't. And when you're not looking desperate, which I think a, a, a regular call to action every time makes you look, I think that changes the game on the tone and how people interact with your stuff. And finally, when you pay attention, like it's a stock or a mutual fund or an ETF or a company that you're following, like Jeff was saying, and if you use that level of a due diligence and attention to detail, like you do in your portfolios with your ideal target market, everything changes. It's unbelievable. Like you can just set a Google alert, everybody. Do you have a major business in town that you want to nestle into and kind of nest and become, you know, that person who services them? Put a Google alert on there, right? Find out we've, we've got two huge companies here in town, Stryker and Pfizer. When Stryker or Pfizer does something, I have a friend of mine who's an advisor who will immediately email his Stryker slash Pfizer list and say, hey, I just heard this was happening. Is there anything I can do? That's so powerful, everybody. Super, super powerful. And then when you're putting it on social media, like what Jeff does, everything, everything changes. And you start really positioning yourself as the expert you are. All right, Jeff. This, by the way, has been freaking awesome. I love <laughs> your ideas. You gave everybody so much great information. If somebody wants to work with you, who should call you and what's the best way for them to reach out? So we focus on broker dealers because of our expertise in compliance. So RIAs, we, we love to work with them as well. However, broker dealers are definitely our specialty. How they should reach me, they can email me, they can call me. My number is 443-591-9449. Email is jeff.woodhouse at j2-consulting.com. And th those are the best way to, to reach me. And those are the people that we focus on the most. And we will make sure that we have all of your contact information in your show notes. Jeff Woodhouse, marketing consultant, co-owner of Digital Sherpa. Thanks for being a guest on our show. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a review on any of your players that you like, that would be super awesome. We'd love to get some reviews. And finally, if you know a financial services professional that does need help with their social media, that's like everybody, uh, please give Jeff a call. Or if you want to use podcasting as your medium, go ahead and give us a call here at Top Advisor Marketing. So for Jeff, everybody at Digital Sherpa, and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, 
a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.